look into my nipples of the future. <laughs> if you enjoy the Three Rivers Academy, please click the link below to donate to the MetaHumans Rising GoFundMe campaign. Thanks. Uh, am I the only one picturing uh, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant now? Like, like in bed? Yeah. Okay, I guess I could see the Hulk as a bottom. <laughs> something. The only reason why Hulk Hogan ever beat Andre the Giant is because Andre the Giant Andre led him. The guy was literally dying and knew someone had to inherit the title. In Andre the Giant's entire wrestling career, the only reason anyone ever beat Andre the Giant was because Andre the Giant let them. There was a rule in the WWE that you didn't piss off Andre the Giant if you wanted the match to actually go the way it was supposed to go. By the time I um, started watching wrestling, I was like nine and just getting into boys, and those were, like, really pretty, hairless, oiled-up boys. Yeah, they're a bunch of, like, meaty guys hugging on each other. I'm still cool with that. If you and, if you and Mike ever want to, you know, have a pudding match or something... <laughs> a pudding <laughs> match? Housestock Productions presents Open Actions, an actual play podcast featuring Archie, Krista, Mike, and Dave Silva, author of the Open Action System. In our last session, Crustacean Rex escaped Dr. Lifespark's uh, hidden lair. Blink showed up and warned us while we were working on several other projects. We went to go escort him to safety, but he was already being harried by the flautist. I punched that motherfucker in the mouth! Uh, at which point we found out he was virtually defenseless without his sleep, because he'd already been disarmed. Poor bastard. Not that any of us knew that. That is true. We were oblivious. I was too busy stomping on elementals. Crustacean Wreck was mosh pitting his way through elementals. Blink showed up to ask why we just punched the Flautus in the face. He said because he was attacking Crustacean Rex. She said, why you call him Crustacean Rex? She said, because that's what he said his name was. <laughs> and before we could really push the conversation any further... I had to figure out a way to uh, remove the flautus, so we took him to the classroom while everyone else discussed what was going on with Dr. Lifespark. When the MCPD arrived, we had a little bit of explaining to do because Blink was there, but thankfully because Blink is Blink, they believed us when they said we gave up on trying to catch her. And Dobson made a <laughs> comment that both Dobson and Blink have made made comments that might lead you to believe that they've actually met before. Did I leave anything out? One thing... Blink did say something about an escape clause in regards to her contract with the Flautus, and doesn't actually think that he's directly working with LifeSpark was merely doing the Doctor a favor, because that's how her business contracts with the Doctor used to go as well. Yeah, that's right, she said the Doctor is very big on favors. He likes to trade favors. As you would know, since she traded a favor to get him to heal all of you during your first encounter. But yeah, she made sure you understood that she was still technically under contract, with the flautist, despite the fact that you'd caught him and before she had taken off. Which means that unless they're using those anti-blink uh, resonators, catching the flautist might have been for nothing. But you do currently, you did catch the flautist with three of the, no, two? I always forget how many he already had. I think he had two of the... Uh... He had two. You and... caught him with two, you know where one of them is, and the other one's in a private collection somewhere. Also, we have his flute. <laughs> Poor guy. Because somehow we forgot to give that to the MCPD. It's a very nice flute. Very antique looking. 
Uh, how about we just? How about we don't leave it at the base where Blink can go there and get it when she needs it? Why? It's not like Blink can you know just teleport into your base. Oh wait, no, she can totally do that. In the aftermath of the freeing of Crustacean Rex, congratulations, you now have a Crustacean Rex. Okay, so I assume everybody, you guys take Crustacean Rex back back to your not-so-secret base? Our less-than-secret base? Since if you really think about it, Dr. Lifespark would technically know where your secret base is. He just doesn't know that you guys are there. Well, unless he's recognized Savant at this point. Luckily, she was unconscious and in the middle of a crowd of people at the time that he saw her, so... So... Why don't you guys get back to your base? X-Gen, your little uh, heads-up display inside your head gives you uh, a readout that your algorithm that was decrypting the files you guys stole from Blink mm-hmm. is that about 25% done. You, this means you, you can't actually read what has been decrypted so far. I can't? You can. Oh. Yeah, it's I on the computer. Is it like just being encrypted on a computer that uh, I upgraded at the base, or is it like in my head? No, you guys ended up using the computer that was at the base, and as it decrypts the information, it prints it out. But it's going slowly thanks to old tech. And there was there was nothing I could do to make it run faster? Well, not without a bunch of money and a week of uh, building yourself a new computer, or a couple days' worth of building yourself a new computer, because you could build it pretty quickly. Fine. I guess I would like but to... You, you guys haven't really had enough time da- uh, downtime to re- to outfit your base much. You've been scrambling a lot. That's why I've been trying to buy a new computer, but I, I haven't been able to get to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Was it going to be like $300? $200? No, I guess in the 1950s it would be like several thousand. I suppose I will let the group know that the encryption is still not finished, but you know, I guess we can take a look at it. Okay. It's something. We should have a conversation with our crustacean friend here. It's not much, but this is our base. Well, for his point, Crustacean Rex is looking around. Well, basically, it was built out of a bomb shelter that we had, to, uh, a fallout shelter that we had, uh, that we had uh, went ahead and set up back in the 50s. Now, over here, we have the two cryo t- uh, tubes where my father and I were holed up. Back here, we have the computer that used to run everything. Still works, by the way, and still working. Back there, we have the the MREs we're gonna get rid of because of the fact that they're expired. And back here's the generator, and there's a sleeper quarters there in the kitchen there, and that's about it. That's my little shack. Uh, I suppose we could find a there's a spare room back there, but uh, I suppose we could leave it for you for, as a place for you to rest. Of course, uh, uh, I doubt we have a bed big enough for you. You say you mentioned size. He was shrinked down to six feet tall. Crustacean Rex, no see cage. Not cage good. Well, we won't have to lock you up as long as you keep being one of the good guys. I know that's probably a terrible thing to say, and I'm sure I'll regret it. Are you hungry? Crustacean Rex hungry. What do you eat? Please don't be people. Please don't be people. Please don't be people. <laughs> Crustacean Rex not know. Doctor give bowl of food. We're underwater, facing the East River, and we have, like, an observation window, so we can see just, like, all the stuff that's been thrown into the East River. And, uh, I'm assuming there's, like, barnacles all around the corners of the glass or something. Sure. There you go. Somebody go out there and collect that flux. I wonder how hard it would be to put it in an airlock. Uh, between you and X-Gen? Probably not that hard. 
why don't we talk to logistics about that while um, Savant uh, reads the, the printed pages so that she can read crazy fast. Crustacean Rex tap Savant. Disappearing man and disappearing girl related? Am I, I was going to say, am I, am I anywhere in earshot to hear that? Um, no, they're not related. It's just weird. Now, Gen X is she's wearing she's wearing armor, right? She is armor. Her arms are reinforced, and uh, her legs are metal. Okay, what about her chest? Didn't I say it was weaponized? Yes. Or did like somebody said it was weaponized, and I, I agreed. Yeah, it's weaponized. So all metal, not not bouncing. Okay. <laughs> okay. No bouncing. I mean, I'm sure you know they have the technology to put hydraulics in weaponized breasts. <laughs> As Savant reads through the uh, first few pages that you had transcribed, you find that it mostly seems to be weird mathematical equations, as well as sprinkled in there a lot of weird letters and numbers. And it's not a code. It but it's obvious science-y type stuff. Probably doesn't make much of any sense to Savant as you just read through mathematical equations. Just a little bit beyond me. Yeah, this this seems like really high-grade science type information. But that's only the first few pages. As you continue on, you start to find, after you get past a lot of the science-y stuff, you actually start finding um, information that was collected about your father, and a lot of the information about your father seems to be based around his genetics. It names him outright on the piece of paper as one of as a test subject, and a lot of the information is again followed by equations or weird scientific terms that don't make much sense to you. So I will go ahead and call over our resident scientist. Since we don't have one, I guess we'll call uh, our futurist here. Four flops. What's up? So, uh, how may I be of assistance? Um, there are a bunch of scientific terms here that I don't understand, but part of what I do understand here is apparently this is a DNA sequence, apparently of my father's, so maybe you might be able to help me with this. Extion looks it over and then uh, remembers the people, everyone else who is at the base and goes, uh, I think you have a better time with Flux. Boom! Flux is on the other side of the glass, just scraping barnacles from the glass and putting them into a bucket. Little air bubbles going, what? <laughs> so I'm picturing like Exgen knocking on the window. Flux phases back through. But she leaves the bucket because. Right? No, no, like the bucket gets stuck for a second. Pops it on. <laughs> kind of walks towards everybody, and as he does, he fades from the the void-like outline into uh, this late twenty-somethings guy in a tweed jacket and cure shirt. Drops off his bucket of uh, barnacles. Uh, this part right here—it's a bunch of science stuff here that I don't, I'm not quite up to page on. In the meantime, Rex, I got my food for you. Hmm. Crustacean Rex like grab. Go away. Scuttle, scuttle. I'm going for the scuttle. Why not, Crustacean Rex? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Alright, take a look at the notes. The first few pages seem to be mathematical equations. Kind of hard to figure it out because it just seems to be literal random mathematical equations as if somebody was just writing down ideas. 
sporadically with no rhyme or reason to it. The first page, not very useful. As you go through and get to the stuff about Captain Patriot, that becomes uh, infinitely more interesting. Okay. Um, what kind of sciences uh, do you have for specialties? I have science, formal science, which is, I believe, like logic and mathematics, and I have physical science, which is chemistry, physics, and things on those natures. Physical science will help you some since it overlaps with life science, and this is a this is very heavily dealing with biology. Oh, that'd be funny if Rex understood all that shit. He has life science, so he just might. <laughs> well, yeah, give me uh, intelligence plus science and take half your physical science. Uh, I am going to spend a willpower. Do you really need to since I believe your does your power support it too? No, my power supports brawn. I'm spending the willpower so my power does support this. Uh, my power actually is derived from solving impossible mathematical equations. Uh, let's see. What is that, 45 plus 5 dice? Yeah, 45 plus 5 dice. That's a 61 with 1 6. So yeah, you get a really good grasp on uh, what's going on here. And it's clearly someone has taken a Captain Patriot and they've reverse engineering his genetic code, splicing it off, and then combining it with other things. Okay, so what I want to do is the blackboard where I'm working out my uh, my blank trap. I'm going to flip it over, because yeah, I'm picturing like the old school like scrolling uh, blackboards, so you flip it over to another blackboard. <laughs> All right. Flux is going to start writing out the equations and doing the math and double-checking his work, and that's how he, like, deciphers what he's looking at. This Imperium Man missed the R. Go back and double-check my work with that R. It becomes fairly clear to you that somebody that... Obviously, LifeSpark took Captain Patriot to harvest DNA from him and then to use it to create other creatures by combining that DNA with other things. What was so significant about my father? This is what Flux can figure out from this. Is, but he's basically figured out how to take the super nature of Captain Patriot's abilities and use that when combining the creatures to give them aspects of Captain Patriot's abilities, making them faster, stronger than they would be if he just like combined a normal human. You know, this would just go ahead and just add fuel to the fact that her father was a superior man. She feels, she feels pride. What is it? Can I figure out why Captain Patriot's genetic code is so critical here? You're not sure why Captain Patriot in particular was chosen, but something about his genetic code obviously appealed to LifeSpark. Whether it was something in his genetic code that worked better than any other genetic, superhuman genetic code would, how easy the access was for him to get Captain Patriot, but as give me an intuition roll, if you would. That's a 23 no success. Going through a lot of the notes and some of the just the little things written down here and there, you get a sense that LifeSpark might have actually been a fan of Captain Patriot in his youth. Great, he was a super groupie. So, as a tribute to your dad, he's captured him and has been using his genetic code to create, well, variant superhumans. 
Pretty much. Oh my goodness. He appears to currently be stuck in the combining it with various animal genetics phase. I will look over at Crustacean Rex. Any way I can get a blood sample from you two? This is Pyramid talk about needle, right? Yes. Grouse. I'm asking you don't have to say yes. Doctor do all time. That still doesn't give me the right to take your blood without permission. Huh? He will not force you to take blood. It's your choice. Christian race now won't take blood. No, no, no. He won't take blood from you unless you ask, you say you allow him to. I'll, I'll look over Savant and say, can I show him what I'm talking about with you? Go for it. I'm sure there's actually medical supplies here for when they actually put them under. I'll use that to draw blood from Savant. Of course, back then they used bigger needles. Yeah, as I say, thankfully they had those huge needles to be able to pierce crustacean Rex's skin if he can sense. He holds his arm out. So I will take a sample from crustacean Rex and then go back to their, their medical bay to try and figure out if they actually share genetic characteristics. Yeah, it doesn't take you super long to notice that Crustacean Rex shares a lot of DNA with Captain Patriot. I will come back in. I will look at Crustacean Rex and Savant and say, you two are cousins. Actually, you're more like brother and sister. Sister? Oh, boy. Okay. Family reunion! I prepare for the hug to come. <laughs> yeah, that actually was the next thing. Like, sister! Squeeze. Well, my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> you did that on purpose, didn't you? Look, I didn't need I don't need a degree to see that coming. Unfortunately, with what's been printed out so far, you don't get much beyond that because it, it just seems like it's a lot of more data of various types of creatures he's tried to combine the DNA with. Can I categorize them? Like, okay, obviously we have crustacean Rex. Is there, like, Salamander X or... Um, these these early pages don't actually have any successful, air quotes, combinations done. He was still in very early testing phases. But he'd been trying with every different type of animal whose DNA he could acquire. And knowing what I know now, can I go back to those original formulas and try and make sense out of them? Some of them seem just complete random garbage. Others you see were uh, repurposed into some of the formulas. But you quickly get the feeling that this man is a true blue super genius, and in most regards, his science capabilities probably outstrip even yours. Some of these mathematical formulas you might have trouble solving. It looks like this was his original concepts before he started going into research, you see some of the same formulas, uh, all of the equations change later on when he's actually beginning his tampering of gene sequences. I will add that this man's a certifiable genius, heavy on the certifiable. Keeping in mind that you only have about a quarter of the documents fully transcribed so far. Uh, yes, yeah, so well, I'm already willing to write him uh, or to put him in the nutter category. You guys have any other plans for the rest of the day? Well, part of me says watch that printer like a hawk. 
something about air lock. Oh, yeah. The logistics of putting in an airlock since... Crustacean Rex, you can breathe underwater? No? No, no. Um, you would pro- you would probably have been subjected to such tests. Oh, then yes. Crustacean Rex breathe underwater. Though, looking at him, a more correct sub- supposition would be Crustacean Rex doesn't breathe. True. Correct. Correct. That is correct. <laughs> I'm saying that to like I'm saying that to Flux. Flux looking at him, it literally looks like Crustacean Rex is not breathing. Okay. So yeah. what? He just shuts off the his air hole, and then he just breathes underwater for as long as he can hold his breath theoretically. He doesn't appear to have an air hole. If you'll look at the logistics of putting in an airlock, I want to try and research um, life sparks power based on the way he healed people to see if we can somehow shield ourselves from it. You do have a source of future knowledge. Do you know how life sparks powers work? Yeah. Speaking to the out of character, I don't think I am I should be telling people like about their future. Well this isn't about our future. Or this isn't about my future, this is about everybody's future. I said out of character. No, out of character. <laughs> Like, that was kind of like, hmm, perhaps we should discuss that. Like, I've never really, we haven't really talked about whether it's a bad idea for Extron to be telling people about their futures, because, like... That's completely up to you. There's nobody around to uh, control how much of the future you tell people or not. Besides, I guess if they tried to change it, I could kill them. You've already, well, you know you've already changed the future. But no, you should totally bring that up in character. Okay. So I'll, I'll say, do you, do you have any record of how Life Sparks powers work? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really... I'm unsure if I should be sharing much more of you guys' future. I mean, so many of my uh, databanks that were just pure fact are no longer the case. We're not specifically asking for information about our futures or our outcomes, but we're trying to prevent whatever this is that he's trying to accomplish from happening, as you've described him as... Mecha, Mecha, Mecha Hitler? Future Mecha Hitler? Future Mecha... Mega, future... Yeah, whatever. Future Mecha Space Hitler? Future we'll just keep... Mecha every Hitler. session, we'll just keep adding on. Space. I'm sorry. Future Mega Mecha Space Hitler. <laughs> Mecha Heidi Hill. Oh my head. <laughs> um, well, I mean, do I even know? Alright, so history plus back from the future, and I'll let you add in millennia criminal records, which will give you a free uh, willpower too. 46 and no sixes. Combing through your, uh, your old data files about Space Mega Super Ultra Hitler, a lot of the information about Life Spark is sparse because he wasn't actually captured alive. In the final battle against him, they ended up killing him. Do I at least know like how he died? Like did someone shoot him in the head? Was he like electrocuted? After he released a wave of mutant monsters on the city of New York, large numbers of heroes ended up banding together to fight off the waves before a giant monster was finally released, erupting off of the uh, coast out of the water, 
and attacking the city, almost destroying the city completely, killing hundreds of heroes. Oh. The monster itself was finally brought down, and the remaining heroes took the battle directly to Lifespark, and in the ensuing chaos, he was killed along with half of the survivors. Well, damn. The only thing that came out of it was a strange pendant that was recovered from the scene that had a weird sickly green glow that disappeared shortly after that. Nobody was quite a... Nobody... History isn't quite certain what happened to it after that. One interesting thing, because you got a pretty good role on that, that does catch your attention is the word life spark is used previously in your history banks before it became associated with Dr. Lifespark. According to your files, a couple years earlier than the time you're currently in, there was a superhero who went by the name of Lifespark. Very little data exists about the woman who called herself Lifespark before her uh, death under mysterious circumstances. It was the only other time that the name Lifespark had been used before Dr. Lifespark came along. And there was one other thing. Uh, in regards to what his powers were capable of, he could blanket entire areas in varying colors of energy. And depending on the color of the energy, it would often have a different effect. The recorded colors were green, red, and black, with green having a healing effect, red causing pain, and black bringing about death. X-Gen will look off like she's accessing her databanks and debating whether she is going to tell you what she finds and then... When, her, when she comes back to herself, she looks disappointed, and she goes, well, there's really not much on him, unfortunately. Uh, and then she goes into a whole spiel. There you go. All right, am I the only one that's getting a serious ring of Ming the Merciless thing going on here? Ming the Merciless. I remember him. You said it was a ring or a pendant? Yeah, pendant. It, was, it was like an, an amulet of sorts. A pendant. It was a jewelry. It was a jewelry. Do I recall seeing a, a pendant from my time with the doctor? Yes. Crusation Rex remember pendant. Uh, during many of his tests and various things, you can recall multiple times that you saw him holding a green glowing pendant. The thing that always struck you interesting about it was it's the same color you glow when you grow in size. Grows green like Rex does. Yeah, because if you remember from last session when he grew to full size as the plates expanded and grew, the green glowed through the cracks and created the flesh underneath it. And it was also a similar green to the energy used to heal you people. Yeah, I just had a crazy odd thought that maybe if we had some kind of light to emit on him while he's using his power since his he apparently used a rainbow. Then maybe we can mess around with his powers. It's not logical, but then again, we're talking to a man who makes uh, animal creatures like Dr. Moreau. While you guys are contemplating and discussing this, Action gets an emergency call on her head, her internal telephone systems, whatever you want to call it. Well, I suppose that's exactly what happens. Action slaps her hand to her ear and uh, goes, yeah. A very haggard-sounding Lieutenant Dobson starts talking to you, and there's the sound of explosions in the background. Oh, my God. As he tries not to shout directly into the phone, I need immediate backup, and he gives you a, uh, a location. 
We are under attack by giant monsters. Um, I'm assuming that Fletch just kind of hears that. Do we hear that, or is that just text her? Um, if she wants to, she could broadcast it to your internal codec systems. I spend a willpower and make it real loud. Aww. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I would, as soon as I recognize the two, the sound of his voice, like, sounding stressed, I'd like to start broadcasting it. Is today the day he attacked New York? No. No. All right, well, whatever we've done so far, thanks to your help, we've already thrown off the timeline. Maybe we can prevent the death of... Dun, dun, dun. That's most of the earth. I don't think we can say it. Yeah, the original attack from Dr. Lifespark occurred a few years from now. You think maybe he accelerated his timetable? I suppose with us, with us meddling kids. Anything, it's possible. Savant, you need to mask your face. What? If Lifespark's been checking on you, I don't want him to realize that you're helping to stop him. He has already figured that out. So what do you want me to do? Go ahead and look for the mask. Did Captain Patriot wear a mask? Yeah. I'm guessing uh, Savant snags Captain Patriot's mask, since unless Flux is going out to get her one, you don't have anything around that could really be... that is a mask, unless you want to rip up some clothes. Yeah, he used to wear, like, a Zoro-like mask. Okay, so are you going to wear that mask, or do you want uh, Flux to go get you another one? No, I'll wear it. Okay. It's 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 not like it's really anything out of the ordinary. It's, it's rather basic, I guess. Yeah, and he used to wear something equivalent to like a Spanish bullfighter hat. Okay, well, Rex armor's up. All right, let's do this, Flux. Flux will uh, void and uh, pull everybody to uh, Donnie D. He's about to teleport you, Rex. Don't be worried. You teleport to the destination given, the coordinates anyways. Does Flux have a good idea of where he is when he uh, teleports? I think he does, just because of like the nature of his power. You know you're uh, right uh, near uh, Salt Lake City. Dobson has uh, put some distance on himself. Maybe I should have worn the hat. Uh, you seem, you kind of feel like you're out in the middle, you might be out in the middle of nowhere. Not really sure why you were brought here. Until you see what looks like a giant... I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I guess I'd call it giant. A giant kind of Komodo dragon-looking creature that was probably spliced with some kind of monkey. A dragon monkey? Why not? It looks like it's probably about the same height as Crustacean Rex when he goes full size. So about 10 meters tall. It's slowly stomping its way towards a line of MCPD officers who are all unloading what look like pretty high-tech laser rifles at the creature. And looking around at its feet, you can see that there's giant swarms of other seemingly randomly mutated creatures, smaller, more uh, dog or human-sized in varying shapes. Yeah, you, you quickly notice that the, the lasers aren't having much effect on the larger creature. Probably within the next couple of minutes, they're going to be uh, overrun by the large creature and its mutated fodder. You guys are a little ways out from the actual fight. Well, he dig he tunnels down and goes over. Might as well give me initiative rolls. 
38. 31. 47 for flux. 30. So he has scales and fur? Yeah, it's basically, it kind of, it looks like a Komodo dragon, but its shape, its body shape and movements like a giant monkey. So it's like a, it looks like a giant monkey who has scales instead of fur. It's got the Komodo dragon face. So the fodder and the Komodo monkey simply advance. Uh, Krusty, did you not want to wait till your turn and just try and go and close the distance right away? From what you said, it looks like the cops are going to get overrun. So stop the big, stop the big guy, and the cops have a chance. Yeah, you have a little time. It probably take about a minute before they reach them. The monsters aren't moving particularly quickly at the moment. I'll, I'll wait and move on my initiative then. So, Savant's first up. Flux, do you think you bring us closer? Yes. Then I'll wait until Flux is moving then. I will grab Savant next gen and, and move in closer. See, Flux is always gropy with the ladies. You know, it's not so much with the crustacean. Actually, he said that he was going to wait till his initiative order, so you can still grab him. As was pointed out by the GM, I, I do, I, it's not like 30 seconds or less, and the cops would die. Where are you teleporting to? I suppose next to the cops so they don't just shoot us. Good call. I was really hoping you'd say between them, and then I'd just have the cops all shoot you, but... And uh, I guess when I appear, I'll say, what is going on? Yeah, uh, Dobson, who's in the middle of the officers with his own high-tech laser-looking rifle, shouts over to you. Like I said on the phone, under attack by giant monster. Krusty, where do you want to move to? Since you were left behind by Mr. Disappearing Man. Uh, Well, I thought he had already dove into the earth and was uh, tunneling. Alright, so well, you did you come along? Yeah, so I will I will go underground and come up behind the monster and enlarge as I pop up out of the ground. So you go full size? Yeah. Because you're moving so far, you have the option of either having your entire turn being you getting there and not suffering any kind of defensive penalty. Or you can get there for an action, but you'd be at half. You'd be at the surprise defense. If I, I can still do the full size. You're up from the ground, and just I just can't attack. I just scare the hell out of them. You want to try and intimidate them when you arrive? Yes. Um, that would require an action after you. Okay. Okay. So then I, I do it that way then. All right. Make an intimidation roll. Which is, I believe, intimidation plus mental. Uh, twenty-eight two sixes. All right, so you burst out of the ground. All the smaller monsters all make weird chittering or growling or scared sounds and kind of scatter away from you. The big monster is not impressed. So half of your intimidation will act as a meddling power for the smaller ones, but the bigger guys, not so much. Uh, that last one's with us. Good call, because the cops, all the, the MCPD were about to freak out that they now had two giant monsters to fight. 
Dobbs and Nazun shouts out, Fire at the lizard, not at the crab. Uh, Savant, X-Gen, you still have the option to take a couple actions? Well, we have a bunch of uh, little kaiju to deal with. Well, looking at it, it you you could estimate you got around probably 20 of the uh, smaller ones that are swarming around the bigger one. I just want to make sure I'm at the exterior so that I don't get squashed when any of them start stomping each other. Well, the the two big monsters are still a couple range increments out from the MCPD line. All right, I want to close the distance towards the uh, the smaller ones, but I don't want to get in there and like have to and have to deal with my surprise defense. I'd rather have a Options available. Alright, so yeah, you can just take a turn and move over. There. Yeah. Lucky for you, since he just scared all the smaller ones, they're now, they've now all moved away from the bigger one. Cool, I guess it's from the maneuver. So now you kind of have two different combat areas, one where the big one is and one where all the small ones are. Sounds good. So yeah, you, you take your turn and run out to where the small guys are. Yep. Lucky for you, all the MCPD guys angle their shots so they, they go over you and at the large monster. We'll see how well this works. Never got to a kaiju fight before, besides dealing with Rex, of course. Uh, X-Gen, you still have two actions, and you're one range increment away from the small guys and two range increments away from the big guy. So I would like to sneak up on the ranks of, like, 20, I suppose, that's what you said, of the bad guys, and uh, spend a whole action making sure that I remain hidden, and I guess spend my second action shooting them. Pew, 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 pew. Well, it's a full turn if you're going in safely. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then that. Then I guess I'll just spend the whole turn trying to make sure that I'm not caught. Getting closer. And closer. And closer. Flux, so you got one action left. Do these look like anything more intelligent than a normal, or, or more intelligent than an animal, or as intelligent as an animal, or what? There's nothing humanoid about them, and from when Crustacean Rex did his big intimidating explosion out of the Earth, none of them actually used words, they just made animal sounds, and then scattered away from the two larger monsters. Hold on, I, I'm about to do something crazy. I would say I was shocked, but... <laughs> Let me ask you your opinion. I think the first thing you have to ask is, would it be funny? I think it would be hilarious, actually. Okay. I'm thinking about spending seven willpower... Holy shit. Ouch. ...to try and revert these creatures back to their base states. Well, that's a great idea. Because we know they're genetically tampered beings. Since time is a concept, I'm going to move them back into that state. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Alright, I have a important question I have to ask you. How well do your powers affect magic? Uh, my powers don't have any problems affecting magic. I just take extra damage from magic. Alright. Then, if you want to spend seven willpower to try and convert these creatures back to their base states, I'll let you give it a shot. 
Now, here come my, my questions for you, because seven willpower is a freaking ton. Yes, it is. One, can I use my way to the future since I know exactly what this guy is going to do? And we are tr- and he is, like, preemptively jumping the gun. I'll give you that one. Okay. And then two, how would you feel if this hurt me while I do it? <laughs> I know how I actually would feel. Worried. <laughs> I can totally see that. All right. You're pushing your powers way beyond anything you've done before. Yes, I am. Hold on. I didn't see what I said. You're going to actually convert all these kaiju back to their base creatures? Well, I'm not really converting anything. Uh, these creatures were once regular animals. What I'm doing is just altering the temporal state so that they're regular animals. Ah. So you're reversing their timelines. Yeah. I'm going to use alter, additional time, something different, permanent change. I'm sorry, but this sounds kind of epic to me. And I'm going to explode my dice. Wow. Sounds like Archie might want to give you a splash panel for this. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was just thinking that, too. Like, if this works, you should totally get that. This is definitely a two-pager. Okay. Thank you, guys. I will happily accept your splash panel. (laughs) I got the feeling you were really hoping for it. I will happily accept it. Three of my dice are six, and I'm actually rolling one, two, three, four, five dice. So I'm rolling two dice. Two already, or three already sixes. That's a 92. Ow! Wow. And this is how it looks. Flux runs in every direction at once, and he, like, runs through these creatures, kind of pulling them in different directions, and then just collapses, folds back into himself, pulling, like, viscera and uh, bits of the creatures with him. And uh, I will say, because that's a splash panel, my added effect is all of them end up on the ground, like, you know, prone. As you're separating each creature, green light is lashing out at you and small explosions from within the creatures. As they're all torn apart, I'm assuming basically simultaneously as you try to force them back, the light explodes into you and you find yourself knocked down as well, except that there's two of you, one much older and one much younger, basically sitting next to each other as you both glow with the weird green light. So Vaughn will be speechless at this point. Robert and Danny look at each other, and they both kind of hold one hand out, just in shock of the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, simultaneously, you're thinking with the you're still thinking like Flux, but at the same time, you can also kind of think as each as your individual selves. And instinctively, you know that at this very second, you have a choice to make. You still have a chance that if you wanted, you could recombine and remain as Flux, or separate yourself, thus having also thrown yourself back through time to the point where you're returned to your base component. But you know in your heart that it would cost you your power. They're kind of holding their hands out towards each other, and just before they touch, they kind of pause. And Danny, his hand wavers a little bit, and then grabs Roberts. Danny is the child, the younger one. And then grabs Roberts as they slam back into each other. And the recombination will cause you two damage for each six-year-old. 
with the damage he sustained earlier, he's down to like one stamina. So he's like on the ground, uh, like heaving. And you're surrounded by a bunch of very confused-looking animals. There's a couple of confused humans there too, I gather. So yeah, you've successfully taken out the mob. Congratulations. Now you guys have to deal with the giant monster. And that ends the first turn of the combat. <laughs> Alright, so the Komodo monkey is going to round on Crustacean Rex. It's time for some big old monster bashing. Okay, now... Uh... It's coming, it's swinging at you. Okay, do I get my full defense back yet? Or uh, rather, which one? Well, if you don't use a active defense, then you'd be at your activated surprise defense. Mm. I guess I'll go active defense, because I haven't seen this monster fight yet. Yeah, because you guys are approximately the same height. You're staring eye to eye. You'll be rolling your giant defense. 51. He swings and misses. He'll go for a second slap at you. No, I can I can try to hit him to interrupt him, right? If you wanted, yep. Fifty-nine. Jesus. So yeah, you beat his offense of forty. Did you get any sixes? Three of them. Oh Jesus. So that's uh that's an extra two damage per six you rolled added to your damage. And the damage of that is twelve, so fourteen, sixteen, eight so it's eighteen damage. It seems like you should have done a lot more, a lot of damage to it, but this thing's really, really well armored. You wounded it, but not as much as you were kind of hoping you would. Uh, Savant. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Since I'm not going to get in the middle of the fight between the two kites. What, they're only both 10 meters tall? Yeah, so what I'm going to do instead is using my hidden weapon... And judicious use of my willpower, I want to go ahead and keep the shield as an active weapon for the rest of the fight. I think I have enough willpower for that. Yeah, that's too willpower for you. Oh, yeah, you do a shift power, yep. How much? In my first action, in bypass armor. All right, roll up your bypass armor. So that's 34 and 4 dice. 34, 40, 51... 54. So yeah, you clearly see weak points in the defenses of this giant. All right. It is that half armor against you until it takes an active defense. Okay. So with that in mind, I will go ahead and use my second action to go ahead and do a double heavy blow with the shield. So that's a 28 plus 5 dice for me. 28 and 5 dice. Come on. Give me good numbers. 28, 52. Yeah, you easily hit it. With two sixes to boot. She tossed the shield like a discus. Do an arcing turn. Hit him. Go ahead and hit him. Uh, let's say I'll send him at a base of the neck where I guess where the major blood vessels would be. Hit him in that spot. Then the shield will go ahead and bounce back. I mean, she's not as good as her father, I would assume. At least not yet. So she, yeah. So she basically goes up, grabs the shield, lands in that, in that whole black, um, black widow style thing, except with the shield at her back. How much damage so, are you doing? That attack normally would do thirteen, but I did heavy blow twice, so, so that would be an extra 
So that takes up to 16. Plus the 6 is that I got. So 20 damage against uh, half his armor. So yeah, he uh, really felt that as the shield slams into the base of his neck and into its flesh, blood spurts and it staggers to the side, roaring in pain. See, Dad, I knew I could do it. It's not a happy Komodo monkey. Uh, X-Gen. I'd like to use my and my right gun to see if I might be able to, I don't know, pull his attention away at the very least, if not hurt him. Uh, well, I rolled a 39 and 1-6. You hit. Awesome. So that does 12 damage. And then I want to... How tall is this thing? It's 10 meters or around 30 feet tall. Yeah, I can't jump that high then. You actually have a very high constitution as well as having jumping. You could likely make a 30-foot jump. But I would spend would I spend an action making that jump? Would I have to roll for that jump? You would have to roll for that jump. You got a twenty five plus four dice for jumping. You know what you could do? Make it a rapid action to leap up the thirty feet to its head to make your attack. Uh, then you're rolling that twenty five, and then you spend a willpower to explode your dice. So it's five plus forty six times two. Thank you for that suggestion, because I couldn't figure out how I was going to jump up and kick him at the same time with just the one action. And I have uh, 20, 29, and no sixes. How much damage did your attack do? Ten. So, same general idea with your gun. You hit fairly easily. You didn't do much damage. Of course. Now you're standing on its like shoulder next to its head that you just kicked. Well, it's been nice knowing you guys. Krusty, you're up. Yeah, this has gotten complicated. Okay, I use one action to make sure that I can catch her, and the other action to to smack the, the, the monkey. Yeah, now how does a heavy blow work? You can trade ten of your attack for three extra damage. So if you want to drop your 37 to a 27, you'd have 15. If you want to drop it down to 17, you'd end up with an 18 to for your damage. And if you want to go balls to the wall, you can drop down to seven. Now, if you wanted to go balls to the wall, you go down to negative three and spend a willpower to double your dice. <laughs> if, but then you're completely at the mercy of the dice. Um, let's not go that far. I will, t- I will go down to 17, though. So that, gives, so that gives me plus six to damage, right? Yep. Okay, so four dice... 31. Easily hits. 6, 12, eight, so 18 damage. It's still standing, but it's looking wobbly. Okay, now did, did I knock her loose? Uh, no, this thing seems super stable. You hit it, it, it barely shifts from the impact, which has the upside of keeping her nice and balanced. Oh, okay. Yeah, but because this thing is, you know, it's got the four legs on the ground like the like a gorilla would. Seems super stable and with the combination of the tail as a counterbalance. And now for that question mark that's on the initiative order. Life Sparks turn. Oh jeez. A green glow starts to emit from the chest of the Komodo monkey, and with a flash, out steps Doctor Life Spark from within the creature. 
and he seems to float down between its feet. He seems quite put out when he looks upon his former army of mutated animals to find that they are now just normal animals. But mostly he just looks angry when he looks at Crustacean Rex. He shouts at you, You are my greatest failure. I think it is time you are retired. As he holds up his hand and a red orb begins to glow in it and a lance of red lashes out at you. Okay, since I didn't need the defense, the, the action to catch her, I'm going to try to get out of the way of that beam. Roll that act of defense. 46, 56. So thanks to your act of defense, you can slide out of the way as the red beam lances past you. He seems almost shocked that he missed, gives a rather angry snarl, and holds up a black glowing orb, which he will then shoot out at you in waving tendrils. Okay, I don't have shit to do now, so I gotta take that one. Can I interrupt? I was just about to ask you. You both have already used your actions for this turn. Flux is the only one with actions remaining. Um, I want to be, like, I'm sorry to say this, but I kind of want to be staggered this turn. Like, I, I want to still be recovering. I'll give you a willpower for that. Can I spend my willpower to get another turn? Yeah. Yep, you can spend up to three willpower to get another turn if you don't have the surprising boon, which you don't. Okay. Okay, How would you like to use that act? Well, I would hope that since my legs are very strong, that I could kick uh, Rex out of the way. (laughs) I mean, I don't imagine I can do him much damage because he's he's really big. But I'd like um, Rexton to... You have a couple options that you could contemplate doing. Okay. You can try attacking Life Spark, and if you beat whatever he rolls, you'll hit him and interrupt his attack. You can try getting in front of the attack to block it from hitting Rex. The The nature of the attack, you're not really sure pushing him is going to help him much because it's a mass of tendrils flowing towards him. So even if he was pushed to the side, it's going to kind of blanket an area. Wait a minute, how would we... Well, you, you'd spend was it three willpower to get an extra action? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can spend three willpower to get a free action. I suppose I would choose to step in front of him then. All right. Um, so I, since you're standing on top of the other one, I'm guessing that you'd what jump down to put yourself between Life Spark and Krusty, because you got super strong legs. Yep, with a flourish, a little flippy in the air, and land in front of him like ah, just like that, same noise and everything. So I got 29 and 16. You beat him by one. He got 28. Oh. Don't, don't wow. be happy about it. That means you take the damage. I know. That, that so, wasn't like happiness. That was just like, an, oh, is this, I bet this is going to hurt. <laughs> At least you get an extra armor from your six. So here's the bad news. This attack is defended by quickness. Oh, shit. So 14 damage. Okay. Minus two is 12. Oh, oh. As well, that's, you, not that's not as bad as it was looking. So as you jump down in front, the tendrils rip into you, and it literally feels like your life is being torn from your body as the tendrils flay into you but leave no physical damage. Ow. I've just taken one year of your life. Top of the order, the Komodo monkey. The Komodo monkey will shift and leap towards 
savant, because it knows what really fucking hurt it, trying to throw itself through the air to land on savant. Okay, flying tackle. Knock it, knock it off his course. So as long as you can beat its attack roll. And that was a giant claw. With, what was that again? Only got only got one six. Fifty two. You tackle it out of the air and slam it to the ground, saving Savant from being squished. And then it's going to tail whip you in response. Okay. So you have the choice of just rocking your normal defense or taking an active defense. Am I strong enough to actually pick this thing up? I want to use it as a. I want to use it to swing at Dr. Lifespark. So your strength is 15. Nice. Your brawn is 10. And you get half your power added to it. So you got a 31 plus 4 dice. I'll give it a shot. Try to swat, swat Life Spark with, with uh, the Komodo Monkey. And if you want, you can always explode the dice for a little extra lift power. Oh, hell yeah. Explode those bad boys. And one of them's a 6. Oh, nice. 15, which doubles to 30. Add an extra 10 because you did that explosion on the dice. Oh, yeah. Bronze bonus is uh, you get an extra plus 10 for exploding dice. Oh, so, right. So that's that's 40 on the die roll then. And you have a 31 base. So that's 70 some odd. 71 bra- lift roll. I can't remember the comedian who uh, made the joke, but he once said that if you're being used as a weapon in the middle of a fight, you're probably losing that fight. No. <laughs> <laughs> How hard is it to hit Dr. Lifespark with, with this knife I've picked it up? <laughs> well, let's see. We treat it as an improvised weapon. You can say there's a penalty to the roll because it's an awkward weapon to swing, but I think giant monsters actually have other giant monsters as a weapon type automatically. <laughs> they, they have the <laughs> There's a roll in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, roll on attack. So, four dice. Cool. Come on. And take him out the park. I feel like since this thing's going to basically cover an area when you slam it down, I'm going to give you defended by quickness. Defended by might. For free. X-Gen uh, is also within the area of effect. I knew it as soon as you said this thing's going to have a huge area effect. I was like, oh, I bet I'm in that. <laughs> well, you still get... Well, you. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I hate flocks. There's a difference. <laughs> 40, 50, 52 is the attack roll. Yep, that hits. I just wasn't doing anything special, so 12 damage. Plus the bonus. What was that attack roll? So what was your damage? 12? You get a plus 9. Nice, so that's 21. Ouch! Lucky for X-Gen, your defenses naturally are uh, might-based, so you get your full defense against that. When I have to beat a 51, uh, I want to explode my dice, and I want to spend a little power to explode my dice so I can avoid being hit, because I've already been hit. should add your perception to awesome. It's only a plus one, but it's something! I actually, I have a suggestion. Being that you're uh, super strong and all, you could spend a willpower on the by barrier as a power trick. 
and have it be you ripping up the ground to use as a shield again, the stone and ground that you're standing on to use as kind of like a shield between you and the giant monster coming crashing down. That's very smart. Use the uh, ground as a shield? The barrier will help to reduce the amount of damage that ends up hitting you, because this is more than enough damage to break through the barrier. I suppose I will have Vixen stamp her feet like she's having a tantrum to try and kick up, <laughs> kick into the ground further to avoid being hit, and I will explode my roll to just hopefully ensure that I don't get hit. <laughs> wow. Exact. Well, then 52 and a 6. Two sixes. Was it count as two sixes, or do I just count that six once? You just count the six once. Damn it! Alright, well, <laughs> I made the exact times. Exgen sees this just massive claw coming at her, and gently does an eye roll and goes, you've got to be kidding me, and uh, stamps her feet into the ground as fast and as hard as she can until a rather substantial chunk comes up, and then she lifts it with a grunt and holds it above herself, and <laughs> squints her eyes and goes, <laughs> as the claw lands. But I don't die, so... Hold up, did you just get missed by the claw again? No, she didn't get missed by it. The, the Komodo monkey just landed on top of her, but she defended, like she took it like a boss. Only three damage from that. The barrier will take off 12. Uh, that would have been bad if I would have taken that attack hit. That would have been very bad. Yeah. Lifespark took a good bit of damage from that puppy. The problem is, his name is Lifespark. Yes, we didn't take him out. He's probably going to heal. <laughs> and the Komodo monkey is out. And that all happened on the Komodo monkey turn, so Savant. Well, here I have the subject of my ire. The man who took a, an experiment with my father's DNA. He, he's currently buried under a Komodo monkey ass at the moment. You can't really see him. Well, I'm still a range increment anyway, so let me move. use one action to close the distance. And I'm going to hold my other action because I want to use it in case I have to defend the others from him. Alright. Axgen, you still have one action, I believe. Yeah, you and LifeSpark are now Komodo monkey buried buddies. I wanted to. I want to see if I can possibly shimmy onto my back and kick it off of me. If I can make a roll for that and put my brawn and cybernetics together, if that would do anything, has metal legs. Yeah, if you want to roll, uh, your cybernetics is already adding to your strength, so your cybernetics strength plus brawn roll to free yourself is fine. Okay, it makes me think of the scene from uh, Men in Black Two, where he's trying to get out of the. Like nest of plastic, he's just kind of bucking. Yeah, that—that's what that looks like. Thirty-seven as a six. Yeah, you extricate yourself fairly easily because you're nice and strong, and you got your metal legs, and they were made for kicking. That's just what they'll do. Um, oh God, did I just do a joke that one of you guys would do? Yep. Yes, you did. Welcome to the nerd side. <laughs> Krusty, you would get a turn, but you burned both of your action on the Komodo's turn. Alright, so Life Spark's turn. So, an eruption of black shoots in a column straight up, vaporizing the what was left of the Komodo dragon, and leaving a small crater where Life Spark is now raising to his feet. He looks pissed. 
He will hold up his left hand and a green globe will appear in it, which he will then smash against his chest. Unless... Unless somebody wants to do something. Sounds like a good time for our shield, Chuck. Yes, I'm going to... It looks like y'all savants going to go ahead and toss that shield and try to s- slap that hand away from him so he can't heal himself. And since I know how fast, he, he's probably relatively fast, so I'm not trying to do a lot of damage. Just got to keep his hands away from himself. Well, there is a maneuver specifically for that called tap. You sacrifice damage to add to your base attack value. May as well. Yeah, so you would sacrifice half the wounds your attack would normally inflict, and depending on how many wounds that is, you get a bonus to your attack. Well, I normally do eight. So since four or more wounds adds ten to your base attack value. All right, so I have a 54 with four dice. 64 and 68. So as he lifts the orb to heal himself, you smack his hand away with... Your shield and the orb shatters as he loses his action and fails to heal himself. Uh, uh, uh. He has been denied his healing. So and I doubt that four points of damage is going to do anything. Yeah, four points of damage was mostly ignored. So that's his two actions. Flux. I am going to spend an action to teleport directly in front of him. And as uh, as I'm pulling myself up, the void will kind of reconsume his body. Because I, I picture this whole time his powers were down. I'm going to say the actions you're planning will kill a million. In response, he will sneer at you, giving off an air of his own self-importance. What can small minds such as yours possibly understand about my science? He will also look towards Savant and go, That shield looks awfully familiar, little girl. Well, so my fist in a moment. Oh, You gonna let her talk to you like that, Sonny? You gonna let her talk to you like that? You're all home. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you prefer to heal on my boot. Are you doing anything else, Flux? I will grab LifeSpark's head. I will show you science. A slight problem. As you grab his head, black energy starts burning your hand from his painfulness, from merely making contact with him. Yeah, I guess this might put me out, but I'm going to endure that just to to get this action in. Flux will split apart with LifeSpark with him, and then snap back together. So... For a brief moment, Life Spark will be in three places at once, and then three bodies will collide back together. It's just like this is his regular attack. Uh, that's just how I'm defining it here. This legit sounds like a Pokemon attack. <laughs> I'm going to spend one wild power to make it a to boost the devastation on it, and then I will use my formal science to add two additional wounds. So that is a 48 to hit. So he'll use Perception to boost his normal defense to 52. And how bad is the damage from his aura? Or do I take damage because he avoided me? Right, so as your hand goes in to try and grab his head, he shifts away and his aura kind of pushes your hand aside. Okay. But because you didn't make full contact with him, you can tell that it would have hurt, but it doesn't actually burn. Are you afraid of what a true vision might look like? And that's my turn. Uh, Savant. 
Savant has a lot of rage right now. That's because the whole situation of how he's been messing with his father. He wants to know more about what the fuck he did with him. Excuse me, language. So, I, I imagine that that was all in her own head, and she even stopped herself and said language in her head. I don't know if any of my background stuff or drives will come into play here, So, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to go and beat the tar out of him if I can and do the Patriot kick against him. So that's 38 plus 5 dice. He's going to attempt to interrupt you? He got a 55. Yeah, I got a 50. He got me. So as you go in to kick him, he bats your leg to the side, thrusts his hand against your chest, and then begins to rip the life energy out of you and into him. All right, well, then I'll have to use an active Wait a minute, defense. I thought I thought he used all his actions already. It's the next turn. Oh, it is. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Savar right. goes first on the initiative order. So he's using a drain attack on you. Well, I want to go ahead and try to do an active defense to avoid getting hit by him. You can't do an active defense because he's using an interrupting action to stop your attack and hit you first. Ah, he's using that as an interacting action. Right. So as you went to kick him, he knocked your leg aside and basically hit you with his drain. So here's the question. Can you interrupt and interrupt if you have a higher initiative? Hmm. Uh, let somebody do it if they want to burn a willpower. If you can beat a 55, you can interrupt him. I'm going to call a... Do over on my last action, except this time I'm going to explode the dice. Oh, wait, I can't do math, sorry. 59. I have to be the 59. All right, well, yeah. I will go ahead and I'll spend the last willpower, and I'll add in my formal science as well. Sorry. Wish me luck on this. Well, that's 44 plus 44. Wow. All right, so that's an 88. Yeah, you beat his, you beat his attack. And that is 3. 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 damage as I split him apart and bring him back together with the statement of you use your powers to destroy when there's so much within the world. And I think one of uh, one of us is in like um, on top of Big Ben and one of us is uh, on the Sears Tower and then one of us is still standing there before we come back together. Did you have to make physical contact with him to do that? Yes, I do. Alright, so his painful hits you for seven wounds. That takes me to negative four, and that means I need to beat a 14 on a constitution roll to keep standing. I will collapse <laughs> with uh, that last statement of you have so much power that you could use for good, and then you know slam back together and collapse. I actually did a good bit of damage to him, too. So, Savant, you got another action? Yeah, but so does he. So <laughs> That he does. So I will hold off. Krusty, you got a couple actions. There's no more giant monster to fight, so I'll come back down to near 10 feet tall. Standing before you is the man that created you, that tormented you. I really want to swat him. But thinking hard, eh, hit him. Brain hurt less. 
So as you go in to hit him, he's going to create a uh, a red orb in his hands and crush it. Attempt to release a wave of energy out from him. 37. He got a 47. Ah, man. Okay, that's going to smart. As your claw comes into swat at him, he creates the orb in his hands and crushes it, and a sphere of red erupts out of him in a uh, radius to try and hit everyone around him. So, Okay. As this is a radius around him. Everybody other than Krusty does get the option to try and defend against this if they'd like. Alright, I'm going to block with my shield. Well, I have two willpower left. Well, I guess since I know what the red orb is, and I've explained it to everyone, I would, yeah, like to see if I can uppercut him and cut his concentration. Like that noise you do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I will explode my dice. 50 and 1 6. That'll hit. What's your damage? It's 12. As he's about to crush the orb to release this, and this sphere starts to generate around him, you come in like a boss and just uppercut him. Hey, you can... Yeah, yes, I was thinking that, like, the wind blows my hair upwards. <laughs> and I'm, like, holding my fist up and looking down all seriously. The only downside to this is that as you make physical contact with him, black energy lashes at you, and his painful defenses deal seven damage to you before armor. I wonder if, like, the first few years of Wolverine's life, if he had a lot of oh shit moments. <laughs> X-Gen, Savant, and Krusty all still have one action left, as does Life Spark. Okay, well, I try to hit him again. You can always go for an explosive roll to double your dice, or if you want to take, like, a talent support and add your brawn into your attack to give you a straight ten plus two more damage. That sounds good. So what? So what went, um, spending how many willpowers? Willpower? Uh, if you just want to spend one for the, the adding the brawn to your attack, you can do that. Nah, I think I'll tell you. I'll, I think I'll split, split the dice too. Seventeen on the die. So that's thirty-four. And my attack was thirty-seven. So that's a seventy-one. Wow! Wow! You beat him by one. Which seems to be the name of the game tonight. Wow. He basically copied you. He was really pissed off, so he exploded his dice, but I rolled a 4, and he added his science to his attack, and came up with a 70. Squeak! So as you go to as you go to give him the claw, he attempts a similar attack as the last one, except this time it's green with red tints in it, but you prove the faster this time, and deck him with your claw. So 8, not 12 then. Oof. He's starting to look pretty haggard. And you'll take seven damage from the backlash of his aura. With your high armor, is only going to end up being the minimum of one. Yeah, life spark's a little beat down. X-Gen and Savant each still have an action left, and life spark's taking two actions. I'm trying to see what, what willpower effects I can go ahead and use in order to maximize my damage. And uh, take well, it the most fun one you could use if you want to go for maximum damage is called Amazing Critical. costs three. It adds an extra die to your roll, up to a maximum of six. And for every six you roll, you get even more damage in addition to the extra damage you would normally get from a six. All right. I was thinking 
Okay, if I explode my dice, that's going to be how many points? Well, that doesn't add any damage, but that costs one willpower. With that, the extra bonus I would get for the numbers, for the amount of dice I usually roll, I could go ahead and take advantage knowing that's going to happen and take heavy blow. Mm. If you want to start with, like, your Patriot Kick as your uh, base attack, add Amazing Critical to that for three willpower. will put you up to six dice. And, and then I could spend another one to explode the dice. Yep. So for four willpower, you'd be at a 38 with six dice and 13 damage with the option to start trading out some of your hit for more damage through heavy blow. So I would go ahead and I would take two more heavy blows on that. So that's a base of 18 with six dice times two whatever you roll. Okay. So that's how much willpower I got to spend? Four. 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 Well, at least me with one left. If you want to spend that last one, you should get acrobatic with it. <laughs> I was just thinking about that, too. Nice. Ah, what the hell? It's applesauce. Let's just go for it. I put you back up to a base of 30. Okay, so 30, six dice, and I don't give a shit how much it's going to hurt. And I'm going to use that shield. Oh, this is for my dad. Well, if you didn't, didn't know who you were now, he does now. Well, I only rolled one six in the whole bunch, unfortunately. So 30, 40, 51, 53. That hit? All right. Now I rolled one six in the bunch. Your, I calculated out in your base damage before the six was 21. So that's 23 in... Uh, you get an additional one f- wound for each six you rolled and an additional five to the final value of your hit. So puts you up to twenty four wounds. Describe that epic attack. I picture her jumping up off of uh, crustacean to get that extra height, and then she goes ahead with the shield in her hand, and she goes ahead and tries to bring it right down on him, giving it, giving her all. You know, all I hear is that metallic twang as it hits him. So as you slam him down, and he goes sprawling into the ground, looking thoroughly. Thoroughly bashed to hell, blood spitting a bit of blood from his mouth. It seems like he should be unconscious, but he ain't. He seems to be uh, remaining awake as he pushes himself back to his feet. Half of his face from where the shield smashed into him has been ripped off, and you can actually see the bone. And he gives you a maniacal grin. He staggers slightly and goes, You... I will grant you this... You are powerful opponents. I guess I should expect nothing less from the mighty Captain Patriot's daughter. But I have one last trick. Though I am beaten, your city will be destroyed as I release my final creation upon it. As he drops down to one knee and goes, I hope you enjoy the ashes that will remain after my creation is done. And he laughs. Can I punch him again? You have one action left <laughs> before the turn ends. Uh, I think it'd be hilarious. Stop monologuing. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you going to punch him? No. Because he's actually he hasn't given up yet, and he's still awake. All right, I guess I'll punch him. Can I just you know just cross the chin? Actually... Roll that attack. Yep. So he's gonna. Spend a willpower to reuse his perception to add it to his defense. 
Alright, well, I am going to... What can I spend my last willpower to do, other than explode my dice? Like, I want to make it really hurt. Well, I have a suggestion, if you want to maximize... Seeing as how you were the first one to learn about them through your uh, rather high-tech computer of a brain, Ooh. and the willpower to use talent support to add computers to your... <laughs> like, God damn it! I don't want to have to remember this. I have perfect memory, douche. Um, can she also pull in a brighter future tomorrow today? Sure, because this guy is directly responsible for the future your world, the world becomes. Oh, ugh! Willpower to reroll. <laughs> it's just sixty. I rolled a sixty and no sixes. He yeah. didn't have active defense, so that hits. Uh, then that does that's fourteen. 14 damage. Oh, that's right. So, I'm guessing out of anger at him having to listen to him monologue, you bash him across the face. Or, you know, just GP. It sends him uh, knock, staggering back again, but he still ain't down. What? what? Oh. He, he's just, he's still hanging in there despite the fact that you've caved in part of his face. Oh, Jesus. And green is now glowing through where the uh, you've cracked the bone. After she snaps her hand back and shakes her fist in mild pain, she looks at him and goes, oh, gross. Even his eyes have started bleeding green. Uh, next turn, uh, Savant, you would get to go first, but he's going to attempt to uh, preempt everybody. Yeah, so anyone going to uh, try and stop him? Because he's trying to act before everyone else. As he holds his hands high into the air and a large black orb forms, swirling with both red and green. I would love to redirect that shit right back at him. Crushy shoots back up to full size and stomps on him. (laughs) If I may make a suggestion, I would advise everyone to try and make an attack against him to interrupt him, just in case. I do. Oh, it's going to be done. Uh, you can work as a team. It can be all like Scott Pilgrim at the end. Actually, yeah. Like, if you want to designate somebody as like the hitter, like Savant, you guys can both support her, where you would add your power to her role. You would just have to explain how you're setting her up for the attack. Is that what we're doing? And I was just going to punch him. I would love to have like the almighty punch us. We like. As if we all get back together and just slam him with one unified fist of that's justice. Like, that's that's kind of what I was thinking, was that we would all kind of just like... So Krusty tries to stomp him. Savant's trying to punch him. X-Gen, you going for another uppercut? I would like to kick him in the box. No, that's silly. Or are you supporting me, right? Uh, it sounds like everyone's doing their own attack. No, I will support Savant's by thing. I would say that I am just going to keep being a bully and come behind uh, Life Spark and uh, just elbow to the back and force him towards you. Elbow to the back, kick to the front. Like, Sounds like a coordinated it. action. And, and a stomp and, from above. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Okay. So do we support my role or his? I start with 37. What did you start with? Well, my savat attack would do is 44 and 4 dice. But I only do 8 damage. Yeah, you're interrupting him, so it's the damage isn't as important. So it's just trying to hit him. Yeah. Yeah. 
th- this appears to be his big Nova attack. So yeah, we got. That's stop why this. I suggested everybody work together, or everybody make sure you're trying to hit him. To All stop. right, so forty-four plus. Well, part of the problem with Crustacean Rex is he's been fighting solo. He doesn't know how to work in a team. Okay. Well, I mean, I think it's fine if um, Savant and Action team up, and then you know, Crustacean Rex hits him solo. I mean, it just makes sense because of what you're saying. All right, let's do it like that then. So I'm getting what I'm getting what from uh, X Gen. Uh, just an additional twelve. Oh, Fifty-six okay. in four days. All right, let's see what happens. Seventy-one, seventy-three. And crustacean. Uh, I'll give you a spoiler alert. Savant missed because <laughs> he used all of his willpower. Shit. Uh. All right. Uh, how much willpower do you say you have? I have five left. Four, four left, four left, four left. Sorry. You could throw in one willpower for brawn, one willpower for giant monster, outlast, because you're just refusing to let him beat you guys. One willpower to explode your die. Okay, so what does that come out to so far? Um, 69 plus five dice times two. Yeah. Ooh, this could be close. Oh, pull in your corruption of the doctor. Oh, okay. Uh, that doesn't even cost your willpower. <laughs> yeah, so 77 plus 6 dice times 2. Wow. All right, Doc, roll those 6 dice. 8, 9, 10, 12, 125. That, that beat him by 1 this time, too? <laughs> you beat him by 10. Ah, ow! Wow. So that's 22 damage, by the way. So, X-Gen elbowed them. Savant missed. And you guys dive out the way as this giant foot just comes down. Just like, does the Godzilla versus Bambi stomp. (laughs) (laughs) Your giant foot comes slamming down. As it hits the orb, the orb shatters. And you crush him into the ground. Unfortunately, you do take... Ten wounds penetrating from that. But yeah, you crush him into the ground as we had competing over 100 rolls <laughs> for the final bout. Congratulations. You, out, you, with the approximately the same amount of willpower, outdid a cosmic level supervillain. I waved the cops over in my uh, exhausted y- setting. Well, for the record, as you turn to wave the cops over, you see that Dobson is already in full sprint running towards you with absolute and utter fear on his face. And as he gets closer, you hear him screaming, New York is being destroyed by a gigantic monster. Oh, gosh. This thing, it's fucking Godzilla. I'm on sabbatical. Savant is like exhausted. Her hands are bloodied from from all the fighting. I suppose we could go back out again. (laughs) And we will end there as the party is beaten, battered, but victorious, but all is not well. And I'm out, and we're in Utah, so good luck. (laughs) I have Blink's card, if you want to call her, but good luck finding my pockets. I can heal you.
Well, we'll talk about the next session. I'll just make some jokes. I was gonna say, don't think you're down and out that fast. <laughs> Man, you guys actually beat LifeSpark. Good job. You guys worked together really well on that fight. If you hadn't covered for each other as much as you did, he probably would have ripped you guys apart. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to make sure that you could do is have a very competitive fight against one supervillain. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't need to have the uh, the entourage that he did. That was just gravy for him. <clears throat> because that was a bad dude. For, for the record, originally he wasn't actually going to be involved much in the fight. Mm-hmm. But then you pissed him off by deconstructing his mob. <laughs> he originally was mostly going to show up, monologue, and release the Kraken. But Flux decided to piss on his parade. <laughs> I hope that he has time to reflect about everything that Flux said to him when he goes to jail. Yeah, I was hoping I was portraying the fact that he was burning himself into negative stamina by the amount of damage you guys were doing. Uh, I just assumed that he had, like, regeneration and, you know, whatever his magical abilities were, were preserving his life force. And I started to think of him more like a uh, like a lich from D&D. It's not bad in uh, comparison, really. <laughs> that was a good session, guys. Uh, Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Sleep tight. Sleepy time. Night, night. Night, night. We hope you have enjoyed this presentation of the Three Rivers Academy. Our theme music is by Kevin McLeod and is available online at incompetech.com. Now if we see the cloud of black, we know to walk the other way. Something, something, she's from the 1950s, something, something, casual racism, something. <laughs>